Hi there, you're listening to Best Next Step, and I'm Cass McCrory. And today, you're getting a little inside a microdose coaching that I had the pleasure of delivering within one of my favorite clients this past week. And we're talking about change and wellness and how do we even begin to take care of ourselves in this season. And it turns out that you already have the survival instinct that is going to help you get through any challenging moment. And that's what I shared in this talk. And I am super excited to share with you today. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Please head over to wherever you are on social media. If I am there, I will see it. And if I'm not there, I'll feel the energy. So let's get into it. Hi there, you're listening to Best Next Step. And I'm Cass McCrum. So to kick us off today, I have a hypothetical to kick us off. If you were, and again, purely hypothetical, to catch fire in the next 10 minutes while I'm here with you, would you know what to do? Understandably, you'd probably be a little surprised, shocked, maybe frazzled, freaked out, 100%. But within a few minutes, I bet that the extensive training that you received that began when you were probably around three years old would kick in and you'd know exactly what to do. You'd stop, drop, and roll. Okay, another hypothetical for you. This one's a little stickier. If you were just to stumble into quicksand, for example, would you be able to get out of the quicksand? I know personally I have been ready for this experience for about four decades. It luckily still hasn't happened for me, but I would know exactly what to do. First, I'd have to stop thrashing and freaking out. Second, I'd have to get still. And third, I'd have to find a branch to pull on and float. As I was thinking about these two survival skills, these two survival skills that I've had my entire life, they're obscure and hopefully rare. But I wondered what it would look like if there was a small asterisk at the end of these instructions. And at the end of this asterisk, it would say how to get out of quicksand. Yes. And in the tiniest of small print at the bottom, the instructions would say, the same instructions apply for managing change, disruption, inconvenience, life. So I thought today we'd double-click into these remarkably similar instructions. Stop, drop, roll. Stop, get still, pull yourself out. And dig into them. So the first instruction is pretty clear. Stop. Now, if you were on fire, or stuck in quicksand, you would at least have the benefit of everyone seeing the predicament that you're in. That would be a benefit in this one situation. In life, however, when we're flailing about, it can look a lot like you're just attending all of the meetings and playing email tennis and not getting anything actually done or accomplished. Sometimes flailing about looks like losing our temper with those that we love the most. Sometimes, for those of us that are very high-functioning, this is the opportune time to do things like make sure that our pantry looks like it belongs in Pinterest and that there's no original packaging anywhere to be found in our homes. I want to invite you to identify in this moment what your own flailing about looks like. When you have that on fire inside feeling, what are you doing? And if you feel comfortable, I invite you to share it either in the chat box or somebody you trust. Just claim what it is. What does, what does flailing about look like? Because we have to know what it is before we can identify 
we need to enlist the help of these survival skills of stop, drop, and roll. So step one is to stop. And the key here is that we want to stop, but not for too long. Because if you stop for too long, you sink, right? We have to pretty quickly move into the next instruction. So it's great to be able to identify, ah, I am in need of the stop, drop, and roll principle. And the first thing that I have to do is stop. The next thing that I have to do is I drop. And I have to drop in to this moment, to be still, to get present. And my coaching practice We use this moment to get clear on three things. The first thing that we do is we exhale audibly, a sigh. And I'm going to invite you to do that right now. Big deep breath in and then an audible exhale. It's important that we do this on not just a take a moment, drop into our bodies level, but actually on a physiological standpoint, our parasympathetic nervous system actually recognizes that your exhale sigh, that gift that you give your body by completely removing the air and exhaling with a sigh, tells your body and the bodies around you, by the way, that you're safe, that you don't need to hold on to your breath at all. So you may have noticed this. Somebody around you sighs and you immediately feel more at ease. If you have any experience around little kids, They have a huge meltdown, epic. And this is the season, my friends, where we are prepared for the epic meltdown. And what do they do when they're just starting to come down? Everything about our bodies knows the exhale is important. So when we drop in, we want to completely exhale. The next thing that we do is we set our intention. How do we want to show up in this moment? Now, when we are on fire, It's clear what our intention is. Get ourselves out of fire. But when we are in a situation of just living life, we have to identify more clearly what is our intention? How do you want to show up? Rarely do we have our worst behavior when behaving intentionally. So when we look at establishing the intention, it might be about how we want to show up for our teams. It might be how we want to show up for our clients, our leadership, our most important people in our lives, even ourselves. So here's a Mad Lib framework for you. In this moment, I choose, and then fill in the blank, you might decide curiosity, generosity, hopeful, kindness, action, productivity. In this moment, I choose. That's intention setting. Third, we have to decide what's going to get our attention. And For most of my clients, it isn't about what's going to get their attention. It's about what is not going to get your attention. And so what I want you to do next is I actually want you to draw a square on a piece of paper. If you've got a scrap piece of paper, great. If you've got a post-it note, wonderful. You've got a big notebook, draw a square on it. I'm not going to tell you how big it is. I'm going to let your intuition decide. Yeah, we're going to go a little woo-woo on this. So your intuition has now decided the size of the box. And now inside the box, in a container, I want us to decide what is not going to have your attention in this moment. We are going to give our brains the busy work that it needs to say, oh, yes. You know, if I tell you, please do not think about purple elephants, the very first thing that your brain is going to do is imagine a purple elephant, right? It is 
It is like faster than an AI generator. You know, your brain is just churning up an image of a purple elephant. And so when we think about what we want to put our brain to work on, we have to allow the slippery, sticky, hot things that we don't want to have our attention. We have to put them someplace safe for our brains. So our brains know you've got that covered. So inside that box, I want to invite you to fill it up with things that are not going to get your attention in this moment. So here's things that go in my box frequently. Um, Things that I cannot impact. Things that I am worried about that will happen or not happen at some point in the future. Anything that I cannot, any ability to impact. So like if I were in quicksand, I'm not going to be worried about getting new shoes while I'm in the quicksand. In this moment, I can't be worried about what's going to happen in January. In this moment, I have to be worried and thoughtful and intentional about what's going to happen on December 6th. That's this moment. Often these nagging things are outside of our control, their ability to impact, even if we really wish we could. But your brain has within it a very persistent five-year-old who is willing to bring those things up over and over and over again, unless we give them a job and we put them in a container. All right, so we've dropped in. We've exhaled. So we've stopped. We've exhaled. We've gotten intentional. And we've decided what isn't going to get our attention. And now we have to roll with it. Yeah, we have to roll with it. We have to identify our action. What is the best next step? Getting you closer to how you want to feel. So you might think that this is the best you might think that this isn't the best time for a best next step. But let's reframe a few things here because while we may be in let's circle back after the holidays o'clock, we also still have 12 business days before the 25th. We have 16 business days left in 2023. Now, if somebody came up and offered me 16 days of PTO, I would be very grateful and I would think this is an expansive amount of time. That same expansiveness amount of time exists in this moment. And so if we were to focus in on your own stop, drop, and roll, what becomes possible? What is the one action that could help you get started? And here are a few strong best next steps. You could get a glass of water. That's almost always good, especially for those of us that like to caffeinate. Yeah, a glass of water is going to help you with that concentration piece. Send the email that you've been delaying. Just send it. Click send. Set a timer for five minutes and identify one thing you want to accomplish before the end of the week and break it down into as many little pieces as you can. As they say, Disneyland wasn't built in a day, but one day somebody did start. And I happen to believe today is a great day for your best next step, too. And if all else fails, you've got the skills to get out of quicksand, extinguish yourself if you caught fire. Really, there's nothing you can't do. Let's see what happens next. Thanks so much for spending 10 minutes with me. I hope you have an amazing close of the year. I'll see you on LinkedIn.